This is Melissa Lamb, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Topa Talk. Talk. Hello, listeners. Welcome. Today, we are very excited. Uh, we have Martha and Kurt Van Weijen here with us today. Uh, they are the co-founders and owners of Life Elements, which is a natural body care company. Um, they started in about 2006, um, and we're very excited to talk to them about their products. They have a lot of lines featuring um, CBD, which is really exciting. Um, I actually just used um, a bath bomb last night. So good. So yeah. Can we just stop and say how generous these two people that are sitting on my couch are? They yeah. showed up with wine. They showed up with flowers. They sent us product to try, which is smart. I mean, it's fun to talk about the product yeah. if we've actually used it. And I've been lucky enough to use their products for a while now, but... I am like obsessed with this body oil. Ah, I've also you. just mm-hmm. recently switched from lotion to oil for my face, for my body. And I can't believe that I waited this long because it's just a better thing. It's a better vehicle for your skin. Your skin absorbs it better. Yeah, we work uh, specifically. I love oil because there's no water in it. And therefore, we don't have to add a ton of preservatives to it, which eventually go into your system. So everything that we make, there's no preservatives in them whatsoever. So that's why I love oil so much. Yeah, because water creates mold, y'all. And yep. that we don't yep. have time for any of that. I was about, that was my question. I was like, why? Do you? <laughs> I'm so glad. Like, you what do you have against water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love water. Water's good to drink. So let's back yeah. up a little bit. Um, I'd love to kind of hear just both of your backgrounds on mm-hmm. you know where'd you, you grow up you as human beings What's how you met do you have daddy oh issues gosh, i'm just kidding <laughs> I'll, I'll start okay uh, so my background is that i was in technology for 25 years i used to work with companies that developed public safety applications so i've been to every prison every jail every firehouse every police department sheriff's department probably in the usa i've also been to every detention center from ins in the usa so that's oh my, my background gosh. and it was because of that just going through all that misery you know just it was always a very negative environment walking in and seeing everybody behind bars or what was the scariest place you went to um, INS Detention Center in Southern California, where I had to be uh, put into a closet, locked up while there was a riot happening. Oh, no, 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 yes. no, 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 no. Uh, second worst place no. was um, Midwest, where I had to wear a raincoat and an umbrella and boots because as we walked through the facility, no, of no, course, no, they're no, throwing no, 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 crap no, no, at no. you. I mean, literally. This is why Martha's a badass. <laughs> oh no, my well, gosh. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I mean, what was your role? Like, why did you go? to the so I was the national sales rep for this company and I was in charge of you know just making the calls finding out what the facilities needed so part of that was doing a walkthrough from the inmates perspective from the time they are arrested to the time they are released so everything that they go through from fingerprinting mugshot systems um, taking tra- you know keeping track of all the medications they were on or given okay so the- so during so. that process you'd walk through and be like actually we have a solution for this this could be a lot better for everyone involved or something like that yeah exactly yeah so it's just keeping track because like for instance we worked with a facility down in Mexico and what was happening there was is that uh, the prisoners were getting visitors coming in and the visitors would stay and the prisoners would walk out okay 
And so it was, you know, Alrighty developing then. systems to keep track of that. I don't know who I love that much that I'd just be like, sure, let's just <laughs> let's do a little trading right? <laughs> trading <laughs> places. Yeah. And they would stay for months, sometimes a year, because the guy, the real guy would never come back and switch, of course. So yeah. I'm so, curious. Yeah, that's what I did. Did you hate your job? Um, is that a, it was is that fascinating a tough question? at first. It was fascinating at first. What I loved about the job was meeting the people behind it, the people that really cared mm. about what was going on. That cared about the people. Uh, yeah, the that cared about facilities. the prisoners, that cared about, you know, who was being arrested or being taken care of. But, but tell I, them why you quit. But yeah. Also dying to know how you met this handsome man here on the couch. Mm. So was he an inmate? Was, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, so no, I finally quit because it was just so depressing. I just couldn't stand going to one more, you know, jail. And so I called Kurt one night and I and we had just gotten married. And the way that we met was um, I actually had a technology company in San Diego and he was in technology as well. And I was trying to, as a salesperson, of course, there's, you know, the salesperson inside of me, I was trying to get his company to outsource some of their work to us. And, and I that's remember how we exactly met. what she was wearing that day. What was she <laughs> wearing? Oh, I just got chills. So this is down in San Diego in Encinitas. And I worked, for, I was, I've always been in marketing pretty much uh, my professional career and um, uh, she came to the office and she was wearing this super shark sharp very sexy brown suit mm. pantsuit or was it a skirt it was a pantsuit it wasn't sexy I love I love a pantsuit and it was uh -huh. this you know pantsuits are sexy silky kind of open shirt and oh um, hey was it a little cleavage she was little <laughs> and she was very sure of herself and she's beautiful. Yes, she is. And we were both otherwise engaged, engaged at the time. Yeah. But <laughs> over the course of a few years, we reconnected in San Diego and we started going out. She thought I was much too forward. And, um, and he was oh. much Ooh, too Kurt nice. He was much back. too nice because I love bad You're boys. You're like, something's wrong. Yeah, she used yeah. to ride on the back of a Harley. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Kurt, know. you're very San Diego. You're very like chill. <laughs> he looks at his shirt. <laughs> you're hanging out. You got a nice tan. You seem like you have a sunny disposition about life. He does. Yeah. I do. Look at the corners of yeah. his mouth. They even curl they up. They stop. They never stop. Look, he, look at him. He's blushing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys met when you're working mm -hmm. in technology. You both say, "Okay, screw this." Mm -hmm. Did you both did you both quit at the same time to start Life Elements or did one make the jump before the other? So first, the year that we got married, we did everything you are not supposed to do all in one year. Oh, so yes. we got married. Mm -hmm. You we, moved. We uh, we both sold our respective homes. We moved in together. We moved uh, up the state from San Diego to where we live now in Atascadero. We both quit our jobs, changed our jobs that year. <laughs> And I think we did something else. But no, yeah, that's when I, did you get an animal? I really quit my job and started Life Elements. Yeah. yeah. So, so I called him and said, I'm quitting tomorrow. He's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'll think about that. Were you already <laughs> kind of toying with the, like, for me, if I, if I fell into something like this, people were like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like mm -hmm. I make a lot of like, I'm very witchy. I make my own oils, like. I, mm -hmm. I make my own like weed or I could do a whole bunch yeah. of shit like that. So people would be like, okay, kind of makes sense. Like, were you already kind of developing recipes or playing around in the kitchen? No, no. What I used to play around when I was growing up and uh, I also grew up in Mexico. 
So my grandmother, I, you know, she raised me till I was six. And so part of that, it was a very tiny village. It wasn't like, you know, metropolis like Mexico City or Guadalajara. Mm. It was this tiny little village with less than 100 families. And so this is, you know, back in the 50s, 60s. We're probably the oldest guest you've had. I'm just going to mm. say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I actually yeah. said that earlier. Yeah. I said I think, I think so. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I was like, I just yeah. couldn't wait to like yeah. dive into like their whole lives because yeah. I'm like, yeah. they're gonna have so much yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have like, to edit this down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was so excited. I was like, we have to put it yeah. on two times speed to yeah. get through it. But yeah, so I growing up in that environment where my grandmother was always making everything from either the backyard or my grandpa would take me and we'd pick herbs and flowers and stuff and bring it back and she'd make, you know, all the remedies that we used. That uh, was always inside of me. I grew up with that. Well, yeah, well, we just, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. we just interviewed Grace from Poco Farms and during that interview, I made the wrong assumption that like the Hispanic children in the community were benefiting the most from the farm experience. And she was like, no, actually the Hispanic kids are like the kids that are most used to like growing and using what they can do. Mm -hmm. Like they're, it's actually the white kids that like don't know anything about growing or medicinal anything. Like it's huge in the Hispanic community to grow. I mean, you have to some, like a lot of times you have to. Well, Mm -hmm. we were talking about that this morning with our, you know, we, we spent the night with some friends and, and we were talking about how the, the culinary, the foods within Southern America and Mexico are so different. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you know, and what makes Mexican food so much tastier is, you know, the spices and the chilies and everything that I put in it. But for me, what I said was, it's also because we had to become inventive. We had to make food with what we had. And that's whatever was in the backyard. And exactly. And, yeah. yeah. Well, because you're probably living in a food desert because there probably wasn't a grocery store within a we couple of miles. No yeah, exactly. Store, so no grocery stores, no hospitals, no. You got to figure it out. Everything we had to figure out. And so, you know, that goes into the food. And so that's how you start experiencing all these amazing um, culinary dishes. I can tell you just from our experience being together for over 15 years that Martha is incredibly inventive and resourceful. She will make something out of nothing. So we call her the chief alchemist for the company. Oh, I love <laughs> it. You should be on Chopped too. Oh yeah, we're yeah. ready. Yeah. You can find, you can make a dinner with whatever. Yeah, they're like, throw it at me. That. I dare like, you to. Right, yeah. Squab, I'm ready. So yeah. Every time they throw squab out, the chefs are like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> so Kurt, just how, a do, chicken. Yeah. how do you how do you fit into this whole yeah, come on, this Kurt. whole recipe? So she she quits her job. She decides she's going to start Life Elements. When did you kind of make the transition to? So I'll go back to so we met like I said in technology, and we were both otherwise with someone else at the time, and then about a year and a half later, I wasn't, and I found her photograph in a local magazine. And we got together, but what turned, what Martha was doing at that time had nothing to do with technology. She had started a <laughs> feng shui consulting company. Yes. And that is what fascinated me. Like you got this hot woman who is technology savvy, but yet she's doing this whole other thing. And so um, when we met and she talked about wanting to change things up. Um, I said, I believed in her. I just said, let's go for it. I had a very good job in technology marketing and I said let's let's do it so we took some road trips we started having cocktails on travel <laughs> trips and and brainstorming about things that we wanted to do yeah how how did you get to like this healing 
very i mean i find it very healing obviously yeah. cbd is definitely on the rise for that i mean you started in 2006 which is really cool you're established you've been in this industry for a while what draw you to like the healing qualities of this well the cbd specifically is that my daughter got me into cbd several years ago and uh, she's been using it for her anxiety uh, loved it and she says mom there's something in this that you need to start working with just start working you know experimenting with it so we started um, infusing our products in 2015 just experimenting giving it to friends family and seeing how it would work and then uh, in 2018 it's when we released the line but that was after a lot of focus groups with friends and family using the product saying okay what's working what's not so, so here's a little nugget if you can find it in what she just said with your advice this is like business advice almost mm -hmm. if you're thinking about creating a new product like use your resources right. that are closest to you because it's low risk in both finances and in like a publicity standpoint if you just want to test with things like test with people you trust yeah. and like do it in small doses i'm guessing you did it they'll very probably also slowly. give you real answers that's too. What right yes. yeah, it's like and, and that's the whole thing i said you know don't sugarcoat it i don't want you to tell me that it's good just because you love me yeah. i want you to be brutally honest because i don't want to put something out that's not going to work so everybody has been brutally honest and that's how these products have evolved and that's how we're continuing to develop the products as well you know it's just constant sending out to folks to try and mm -hmm. seeing if it will work so what was your very first product mm, so this is where well <laughs> this is where we got started so we got mm -hmm. started our brainstorming stuff was um we had just been married we were both working very hard and we martha's ideas you know we need something as a couple to reconnect you know you, you both come home from a business trip and it feels like kind of forced and so you need, almost need a ritual mm -hmm. so uh, we created martha created all the formulas for a, a line called cnm couples and it was aromatherapy products for couples so all natural a, because there wasn't anything on the market at the time mm -hmm. Is there that like a was... Karma Sutra aspect? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a Kama Sutra but kind it was of thing. Very high well, end. I'll be honest. Uh, I gave a little massage yeah. <laughs> last night, and things got fun. Can't lie. <laughs> this oil, and you know what? I got to pause for a second because these natural products that come out sometimes are so pungent and like hard. Mm -hmm. Like this, this non-scented body oil is just. I love it's all it. Natural, I, oh yeah. my god! And there's not that like it's not like you're in the evergreen state. It's not like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like. It's it not, doesn't smell like pot. Right. Mm. And it doesn't smell like yeah. patchouli oil. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Many <laughs> products are created and they're, they're scented to, uh, to mask. The scents are there to mask something. Got it. You know, like the bad ingredient. And, yeah. And Martha is an alchemist and she blends things. Every single product is blended. The Aiken Pain Stick doesn't have this monster menthol yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. I'm very mm. sensitive I have a very sensitive nose. Me so. too. That's why I like hmm, we gotta work on that. So, so anyways, you're making CNM CNM couples, couples products, yeah. Yeah, so we'll fast forward through some of this stuff. So we made <laughs> CNM couples. I was working full time. It was these groovy little sets that had um had a candle it had linen mist it had a bath and body uh, lotion it had a, a bath and body uh uh for the bathtub yeah and Bubble then, bath. and the the passion line had the same thing but in a different scent it also had a lube and a wipe hello the after tele, intimacy tell the tell of the amour dude 
I live for a towelette. Tello I de, can't did lie. You hear you call, Tello de Amor. Yes. <laughs> it's so pretty. Well, yeah, you have a freaking marketing mastermind over here. I mean, everything is beautiful. Do you do you come up with branding? Uh, I'm sure it's to, in, We work together. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So rolling through this real quick. So we had the Sinem Couples line. Martha was sent out to high-end resorts, um, spas. Um, we didn't, I don't think we made it to Ojai, but we were in La Miravel, Miravel and Palm Desert, things like that. And then the market tanked. And oh, yeah. we had a crap ton of inventory. Business lesson number eight is <laughs> don't overspend on inventory. We had mm -hmm. massive amounts of inventory. Don't believe salespeople. Yeah. They're just making and, up numbers. Mm -hmm. And we went to uh, a thing trying to figure out what we we're going to do, uh, an event in Slow where we live. And Martha hooked up with this guy who was a very successful business person. She hounded him, said, I would like you to be my mentor. The mentor said, you have this wipe, which is very interesting. That turned into a product called Action Wipes, which is how we met Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is amazing. They're Cody talking from episode two? two. Yeah, episode yes. two. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cody Creighton. Craig. Cody. Oh. Cody Creighton. Yeah. So, so yeah, it turned into a shower alternative. People were starting to take it to Burning Man, camping, music festivals. And then I saw an article of Cody in the paper that he wasn't going to take a shower for 30 days. Oh my God, yes. Before yeah. I moved to Ojai, before I knew Cody, I saw this story and I remember yeah. I like yeah. stalked yeah. his Instagram and yeah. it went like yeah. years back and I like followed the whole story. So yeah, he wasn't showering. He mm -mm. was like jumping into the water right. holes here in Ojai. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I said, Cody, I think you might be able to use our product. And that's how pre we met yeah. him. Yeah, pre-Instagram. Yeah, pre and so uh, that line took off. Uh, we started marketing it to outdoor and, um, you know, active folks and then eventually over uh, three years ago the fire departments discovered them and they started using them to remove the carcinogens off their skin oh so we've been, they've been uh, very popular and so those are still on your, can you still buy those on your website well we're d we're going through another pivot this is, less, <laughs> number, this is lesson number, number 25 okay, yes <laughs> you guys this is a good this is why i was so excited to bring you on i was telling melissa yeah. wealth of knowledge here okay yeah. so business 25 so what's business going lesson on? 25 is um action wipes were created by martha literally in the kitchen sink um the form the formula was then formulated by a formulator in the bay area and then it was shipped down to a company in southern california which was the wipe assembler so we own the rights to the formula. This is what we call a contract manufacturer mm -hmm. or a co-packer, something like that. And so fast forward to the fire industry, we were the top, one of the top two wipes in the fire industry, which has- Around the world. And, and the reason <laughs> is, th this, the issue in the fire service is that more firefighters die from cancer than they do from mm -hmm. on the scene injuries. Yes. So they're using the wipes to remove the carcinogens. Our co-packer created their own brand of fire oriented wipes and basically wiped us out. They I'm increased out right they now. increased but our prices by thirty percent and our production time from twelve weeks to sixteen weeks. This is bullshit. Yeah. It's how, you know, they're a big corporation. This is business. This is yeah. like a yeah, yeah. sad business. Can we call We're it sad business lesson note twenty five? Yeah. Yeah. Instructional. Right. So what would so what would you have done different? How do you I mean, avoid yeah, how that? How do you avoid that? You have to have a very trusted person, I guess. But even then, people, how do you avoid? That? You can't. You know, the lesson learned from that is what we are doing right now. We have so uh, as of June, literally the first part of June, we, we sold the last bit of Action Wipes. We closed it down. 
to focus on the CBD and honey line, which is going very, very well. And the lesson learned is that we are obsessed with controlling our own manufacturing, yes. our own production. Yes, our and, sourcing and, of ingredients. Yes. We do everything now. Yes. And, you know, that was a big lesson. And we are committed to continuing just creating, developing, and making our own products. How We're many, not ever going to outsource again. How many employees do you have? Right now, there's 10 of us total. And then we have two creative teams. We have a creative team in um, Colorado. They're contractors, but Boulder. they help us. Uh, yeah. They're, they help us with the website, uh, social media, and then we're going through a rebrand as well. So we have a creative team in Southern uh, Charleston, South Charleston, Carolina. Carolina. Yes. Okay. And so, so you've gone through two huge, like mm-hmm. huge, huge. Thing. Don't so, get me. I'll start crying because aww. it's so emotional for me just because we have to had pivot so many times. And so many times we were on the brink of bankruptcy. Um, even our accountant just this past September said, time to shut the doors. You guys, it's time to close it down. Yeah. So, yeah, and I understand why you're getting emotional because <laughs> yeah. this is your whole life. How do you two as a couple, as a business partner couple, how do you... How do you deal with this? How do you go through this and still maintain a loving the relationship? Like, this is huge. You guys are giving so much to us and our listeners right now. Like, <laughs> I'm about to cry. I am so inspired. Go ahead and start. But I can tell that you two look at each other with so much love. And, like, this is a lot of stress. Like, how yeah. do you do this? All right. So I'll start then. Oh. Um, uh, it's, well, it's a relationship. And even in my own business experience, I used personal relationships as analogies to business relationships. You've got one night stands and then you've got long-term relationships. There's always ups and downs. There's always conflict. I will say that in 15 years of marriage, we have maybe less than a handful of times where we just yelled at each other. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and, and I can't even say that we actually yelled at each other. Um, we've been able to, you just have to, you have talk to separate time. Like my rule is that we cannot talk about business or complicated issues before we go to bed. Kurt's I mean, looking at me like crying. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so special. I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it's, and I won't say that it's easy, yeah. but we believe in our relationship where neither of us want to go back to whatever was before. And so we, you know. We got premarital counseling. So yes, relationship that was really advice important. number yeah. one business business slash relationship <laughs> advice. Yeah. Go to premarital counseling. We did, and that was really important because I had kids. He had a daughter, um, and you know this. Wow, everybody's crying. This wasn't Not our. Me. Oh, I'm a. I'm just. I'm ready at all times. It wasn't our first cry. rodeo. We just wanted to make sure we got it right. So it was learning to Get communicate with each yeah. other. You know, walk, talking through everything, what was gonna, how we we're gonna handle kids' stuff and everything, and so that was great. And we always recommend that to people. It's like go through premarital. Well, a lot of times person. we carry fears mm-hmm. in ourselves without oh telling gosh. people. So it's like mm-hmm. you carry those fears. Mm-hmm. Fears turn to resentment. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you do not work through those fears, there's fears I hold. I've been with my wife for eight years. There's fears I hold that he don't know. He doesn't mm-hmm. know. And like, so I'm like, okay, we're doing premarital counseling. I get it now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just listen. I'm it's just <laughs> learning to talk through it and work through it. But I think too, the other great thing is if you have the right chemistry. Yeah. We just mm-hmm. connect. And I love the word chemistry because you're an alchemist and like, yeah. it works for your business. <laughs> it works for your relationship. It does. It's it just does. the right chemistry. Did it's... you all feel like you had met in a past life when you met each other? Okay. 
Can I t- tell a story? Can I tell a story? Okay, she's so when, ready. So when I, met, I knew I had a feeling this well, would be a good here, question. Here's the thing. Um, when I met Kurt, I didn't think he was cute. I wasn't attracted to okay. him whatsoever. And he was too nice. He was too nice. He was boring. No way. So fast forward to that year that he said we reconnected. I met him. We met at a bar. I said, well, why don't we meet for a cocktail? And he said, okay. This guy comes walking through the door. I'm like, that's him. Holy moly. He is cute, you know? Mm-hmm. And something happened. But we're sitting at dinner. And I swear to God, he was flirting. He denies it. But he was flirting. And all of a sudden, like... A clear bell. Something said to me in a very, very loud voice, and it said, he's the one. It was so loud in my ears that I turned red because I thought he had heard it, too. Oh, okay. You're like, wait, did I say it out loud now? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but it was just something that said it. And so here we are. <laughs> you Your intuition me. did not take you down the wrong road. Yeah, no. It, it was... just seems like you are, you're both, I mean, you've obviously now been together. Yeah, that's exactly Kindred. what I say. You've been together for 15 years, yeah. but still it just seems like... Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell when like people's. It feels like your. I'm sound so silly. Like your souls are like that's not one silly. and the same. I, don't I feel know. that way about you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. The weird thing is that I, for me, I never had. You know, when you're first fall into a relationship and you fall in love and you're madly in love and you can't wait to see him and you know it's all this excitement. For me with Kurt, it was always just even. I loved being with him. I knew I was going to be with him, but I didn't miss him so much when we were away that it made my insights explode. She also had a list. Yes, I, I created your him. non-negotiables. I had a list. I created of what? Kurt. Can you give us an explanation? Yes. I made a list of exactly how she tall. believes in intentions. We both do. Yeah, very yeah, much so. very much. And so I made the list of exactly how tall he was going to be, what color his eyes were going to be, how much he weighed, what his personality was going to be, what kind of job he was going to have, what kind of finances he was going to have, how many kids, how many ex-wives, blah 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 blah. It was to the detail. So did you, were you both married previously? So the mistake that I made was... <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Business and relationship advice number the 100. Mis- <laughs> the mistake that I made was not being v- specifically clear about the relationship it was in. What I said in my list was he could have one child and no ex-wife. So Kurt had one child and no ex-wife. He never married the mother of his child. And well, there good you job, go. Kurt, because you made the list. So that's, yeah. that was really important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the only thing that was off. That, but I fit it to a T. Yeah. Duh. He did. Yeah. Personality, kindness, um, you know, putting me on a pedestal and loving me, adoring me, loving my kids, being a great stepfather. Yeah. Aww. It was perfect. Um, I'm going to switch back to business okay. really quick. Um, not because I could listen to all his relationship <laughs> stuff. Yeah, all day. seriously. So we have a couple of products <gasps> yes, out yes, right yes, now. Yes, so yes, I kind of yes, want to yes, talk yes. about a couple of them. So we yes, have yes, the yes. body oil, which I also, um, used at my house as well. Bath bombs. And then what are the we other little ones lip here? Goo so here. We, yeah. So we oh, have yeah. lip balms. We have, uh, we call them ache and pain relief sticks. So we have sticks for pain. We have sticks. And what do you do with them? So you apply that to wherever. It's kind of like spot treatment. So you say you have a, um, you know, you want to mm-hmm. treat your carpet for a stain mm-hmm. or something. It's kind of the same thing. Wherever you have the, the pain, you apply it there, massage it in. It's and like with, a big chapstick. Yeah. Almost. It's a big okay. chapstick. And then within five to, 
less than 10 minutes, you're going to know if it's working. That's how quickly CBD works on pain. And what does it really? feel like? What, how do, like, how do you know? How do you know that it's working? It's working? Yeah. Like I said, within you five to 10 minutes, it just goes away. It just goes away. It's okay. like really? suddenly you're, you're not thinking about it. Off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with the tinctures, we have tinctures that they're sublingual. You put under your tongue, and whether it's you know you want to focus, whether you want if you're highly anxious, uh, it helps you just tone that anxiety down. We have some for sleep, and so that too that works on the uh, internally, and so it keeps you calm. Do they affect people different ways? Definitely, CBD affects everybody differently. So, for instance, we have some folks that will say, "Well, I tried this the." sleep tincture last night, but I was up all night. It's like, how much did you take? Well, I only took a few drops. CBD, in some instances, if you use too little, it does get you hyper. So it's like you have to do, it's counterintuitive to increase the dosage. It's and called so styrating, which is um, in the medical profession, if you're on a dose of something, you styrate it, you go up and down to find the right dose. And CBD works, CBD 101, is you have, every animal has an endocannabinoid system, and an endocannabinoid system means that you can readily accept cannabinoids, and cannabinoids do not have to be from cannabis. Things like flaxseed, echinacea, even hops is part of the cannabisia family at the very top. So when, this is, so we were listening to Josh, and this is, I'm going to make an analogy here. Um, our analogy is that CBD acts much like compost, Okay. They say that CBD provides homeostasis for your body. And what it does is it balances things. So if you're out of, like, I weigh 200 pounds, you may weigh 130 or something. I, <laughs> I you, may you may take a bigger dose because your body's more out of balance. Right, so, okay. So like compost, which is not fertilizer, it can aerate the soil, it can add moisture, it can provide nutrients. Your body knows what to do with it when it gets absorbed into, uh, internally or it. externally. It knows where it needs to be. Yes. Like air traffic control. It's like so I feel here. the same way. Okay, so I'm so glad that you just said that because I have that with melatonin. I used to take a mixture of melatonin and magnesium for my sleep paralysis. And sometimes I, the melatonin would make me super hyper. And I didn't understand it because I was like, everyone uses this and swears by yeah. it to help them sleep. So it might be the opposite. And then if my boyfriend takes a melatonin, he cannot wake up the next morning. Gets a lot of people groggy. Yeah. So yeah, you got to play with the dosage. Got Can it. I ask you another uh, pretty basic question that I think um, some of our listeners might not know? What is the difference between CBD and THC? Let's do it. So every cannabis, every, uh, so THC and CBD reside in all cannabis plants. Okay. Hemp is a uh, is part of the cannabis family, so it is technically marijuana, but we'll just call it hemp and marijuana. And so there's all these different ratios of THC and CBD. THC is what gives you the high. It is the psychoactive component of the cannabis plant. CBD stands for cannabidiol, and it is not the psychoactive uh, component. And by legal definition, hemp-derived uh, hemp CBD has 0.3% THC or less. So hemp is specifically grown, especially with the passage of the Farm Bill in December 2018. You can now grow it, uh, cultivate it, process it, and sell it. And so the CBD is this, you know, compost of the cannabis. So are you growing your own plants? Mm -mm. No. No. Are... no, we don't want to get into that whole yeah, aspect of like growing, extracting. I mean, that's not our gig. Our gig is knowing 
how to uh, make product, how to blend product, how to create it. So we're going to turn to the experts for that. So we are currently working with a company out of Colorado that does the growing, the extracting. It's all organically grown. Um, and primarily it's because California doesn't have enough hemp right now for us yeah. to purchase it from here. Really? Well, also growing is such a risk to mm-hmm. just like I I I'm like yes don't don't like it's such a risk it's such a business risk to say yeah. like we're gonna start growing like that's Fun hilarious. Fact. So Colorado uh, is the number one producer of hemp in the United States by far and away. They command almost fifty uh, percent or more of the market. Whoa. Uh, Kentucky, Mitch McConnell State, is uh, a very distant number two. Kentucky. Washington. Is, wait. Is mm-hmm. wait wait. Sorry, I'm lost now. <laughs> It's back legal up, up. to grow hemp in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So, is it is marijuana legal in Kentucky? No. No. Okay. So, I think so. so. I'm like, this seems weird. A, a quick little history. Let's so, do it. Uh, Kentucky has long been a longtime grower of hemp, industrial hemp, and and they were using it for all kinds of things in the from the beginning of America, 1700s to the early 1900s. Right. Um, Mitch McConnell, Republican, was the primary driver between the Hemp Act which was the hemp provision, which was part of the 2018 Farm Bill. And one of the reasons was because it is a very sustainable crop. It's a really friendly farm, mm-hmm. small, fa- small, far- small family farm friendly um, because it doesn't require pesticides. It doesn't require that much water. It's very different than growing pot for the high. Yeah. And so... So well, it's that, an annual. It's like a. It literally grows like a. Yeah, yeah it's, it's easy it's, to grow. But California is, in terms of overall acre, acreage, is uh, is in the top ten. Cool. Yeah, they're they're. Little what's bit. what's third? Probably Washington. So Oregon and Washington are three and four. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you also have products? Then I'm assuming this line is focused on CBD. But you also have mm-hmm. products that yeah don't that are non CBD. Yeah, okay. and that's how we started. We're actually beekeepers too, so that's why it's uh, called CBD and honey because everything that we were taking out of the hive, we were putting into our healing honey collection. So that does not have CBD, but it still has all the benefits that are bee derived. And so what we're working on now is a collection of vegans. So taking the honey out. And uh, so it's like, okay, what am I going to replace the superpowers of honey with? So for the vegan collection, going back to Mexico, it's uh, I'm working with a bark called Tepesca, tepe, no, wait, wait, wait. Tepesca Huite. <laughs> tepesca Huite. It's called Tepesca Huite. And it's a bark that's been used since the Mayan era to um, for w- burns and wounds and things like that. Inflammation. And, it's Inflammation. In your bo- and it is in your so CBD body oil too. It's That's the first vegan product. So yeah, we eliminated the honey and replaced it with a Tepesca Huite. And so the rest of the line that we're coming out, we also have the vegan um, bath bombs coming out. And again, we replaced the honey and the goat's milk in that with a Tepesca Huite. And so again, so that it keeps that the skin stuff. nourished. Hmm? G stuff. Yeah, I just bark. saw on your social media that you do that the beekeeping is like a big part because you guys just mm-hmm. captured the queen or something. Yeah, I we, was like, did a big so into that. <laughs> <laughs> we, I do swarm, swarm rescues. So people will call me when they have a swarm on the tree or in the roof or whatever. I go and help them remove that. And then whether they want to keep it there and then uh, nurture that that hive and so that's what we did with that one that was like a seven foot so what don't you do dying to know but she doesn't eat weird meat 
I don't eat red meat. Are you vegetarian? What is weird? I'm meat? not vegetarian, <laughs> but I won't eat like duck sausage. Or, she doesn't like, like duck, lamb, elk, or game, like venison. Venison, I think gamey. I have some elk sausage in the fridge. She yes, <laughs> I won't eat it. I won't touch. Don't, don't even let it touch mine. No, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, and we and you know we're eating more and more uh, vegetarian style, eating more of the protein, uh, you know, beans and things like that. But um, yeah, no, it's just some weird stuff now. So we're kind of getting towards the yeah. end here, but I kind of one last a little question: What can we expect from you guys in the next year, two years, five oh years? Gosh. Well, obviously some vegan products, but what yeah. else is kind of in the works that we can hound you guys about and beg for? Oh, there's so much. It's awesome. Kurt's so excited. <laughs> yeah, Kurt just got like really excited. I'm loving this. Well, we got an intern from Cal Poly. He's an industrial technology intern, and he's helping us with supply chain logistics and stuff like that. Um, I'm we're excited about that. So uh, we're working we're, with a robotics company. We're working with a robotics company to well, yeah, it's crazy uh, help. The most labor-intensive product we make are the bath bombs, and we're oh. probably the only bath bomb maker on the planet that individually doses the bath bombs. Each, you, each and every each, bath bomb. every single oh bath gosh. bomb gets its own individually weighed. That's very time-consuming. So we're working with a robotics company to automate that process, which is super yeah. bitching. Um, wow. We're going to be releasing. Uh, the the vegan line uh, will be fully fleshed out which will have our bath oil the vegan bath bomb we're going through a rebrand these crazy um really cool face serums that martha's created day and a night <gasps> yes 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 yes, are, yes 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 yes. I, I actually like <laughs> i'm so and, um, excited and we are rebranding uh, i mean uh, i guess we're dropping it here so we are rebranding life elements on the topa talk podcast <laughs> so we're not you heard it here first uh, that's you are um we are not changing the name or anything. As a small company, we've kind of like grown just organically and we got ourselves in a, a design bind. Um, and so we're doing a strategic rebrand of the company. So you'll see a totally new look and feel. We are also focused very much on getting rid of all amounts of plastic as in much our plastic packaging. As we can, yep. Yeah, um, I was actually, I didn't want to bring us that because no, obviously I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but yep. I'm looking at some plastic right now and yep. it definitely is something no, that's we're, close to my heart. It's all going away. That's so we're exciting. Pro we're probably going to get rid of at least 90 to 95% of that plastic. Are you moving to glass? We're moving to glass and to some other things um, that we are working with folks TBD. on. Mm -hmm. And so that's all part of the rebrand. I'll, I'll just say that as business lesson 165 <laughs> is, you know, we iterated. We iterated starting from scratch. And when you start to get into manufacturing, you cannot escape packaging. Right. And, and so sometimes you start with, okay, let's experiment. This is cheap. And then all of a sudden you're committed to this thing that you've started and it's very difficult to go back. So it really takes a comprehensive thing. And packaging companies are way behind. Yes. Um, I can't believe that the industry, packaging industry is not doing more to get rid of plastic. So those are so well, that's because can we just talk about the fact that they don't have to because people keep buying this shit? I'm it's sorry. Because they do, it's because the they consumer. don't give us a choice. You guys. Oh, it's yeah. it's just what your friend Josh said. For us as a manufacturer. You, you have to change the whole system. The whole system. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're trying to, you know, that's our goal. That's amazing. I can't mm -hmm. wait. I'm really excited about these face serums. Like yeah. I am such yeah. like a, I, 
face oil, face serums. I'm yeah. ready. Give it to me. I can't wait. We'll send you. Some. Well, they have some <laughs> CBD in them for like inflammation yeah. because I oh, get yeah, cystic pimples every time I have a period. Thanks, yeah. freaking Mother Nature, for that one. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like so painful. So mm -hmm. that would be huge. Yep. Sounds like they're some super exciting oh. stuff. Mm -hmm. oh, Martha, Kurt. Oh, you, guys you guys are you amazing. Come on. <laughs> Come on. So also, excited. Kurt's voice, I cannot wait to listen to this recording. I know. He has like <laughs> this baritone like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I won't go there. Does he tell you stories at night and you're just like, okay, so <laughs> just baby. really quick because we're closing, <laughs> but other women that he used to work with at the Performing Arts Center in San Luis Obispo call him the voice of God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Listeners. Thank you very much. <laughs> Follow them on Instagram. Get their products. You will not be disappointed. Thank you both so much You're again. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. This is so nice. And fun. thanks for the wine. I mean, obviously. Yes. yes, I, yes. Tipsy yes. talk. I love, yeah. I, I love your peonies. <laughs> okay, wait. Quick. Those are roses. Oh. Isn't that are? so cool? Yeah. Melissa said that the other day. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> You'll see the photo of the roses because we'll post it, but... Yeah. Wow. They're amazing. They're yeah. beautiful. Well, thank you. Okay. Anyways, bye. Love you guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>